0: Welcome to Hope Anchors. I'm Sean. And I'm Johnny. And together we want to share the hope that anchors the very core of who we are to all that Jesus is. Hebrews 6.19 says that we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. That is the truth. Well, everybody, uh, we'd like to welcome you to Hope Anchors. Um, If this is your first time listening to Hope Anchors or have listened to a few episodes, um, Johnny and I would like to let you know that our series um, that we do it follows it follows the series that Johnny preaches and talks about in the Sunday message at Hope Evangelical Covenant Church here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, and this past week, we are kicking off our brand new season uh, in our Advent season, our Christmas season here, um, with a, a simple series, and it's just simply called Joy.
1: And I found that this this is definitely going to be a topic that no matter when you hear this, I mean, it could be that it's uh, September of 2022 that you end up jumping onto this because yep. you need some joy in your life. And really, the topic is timeless, even though it comes out of a promise that an angelic messenger gave to shepherds, gave to outcasts in Israel, that, that they were bringing good news that would cause great joy
0: for all people. And it was the good news of the birth of Jesus. So for the next four weeks or next four episodes of Hope Anchors, we will be covering joy and what joy is and how it really affects us and and everything else that goes along with that. And what Johnny and I are going to do is um, we're really just going to sit here and have, uh, just like normal, a conversation, but we're going to really sit here for about the next two, two and a half hours and have a conversation. And what we're going to do is we're going to go back and we're going to figure out a good spots to stop and start. So you may hear the opening <laughs> and closing. So you, know, you, you, you may on. be listening so, to this and go,
1: oh, I don't know if I got two, two and a half. Yeah, no, we're gonna, no, we're, we're not going to do that to you. Trust
0: us. Um, <laughs> this but, will be four podcasts. Yes, this will be broken up into four podcasts. But we just want to let you know that we're just going to have a conversation and we're just going to continue on because there is so many things that brings us joy. Mm-hmm. And there are so many things that wants to take away our joy. Yeah. Today we're going to kick off with this new series, uh, talking about how joy overshadows chaos. Mm-hmm. So, Johnny, before we get into this, just like I always do with a brand new series, I had to do a little research, and because I was really looking for a definite definition of mm. what joy is, and this is what I came up with. Go online, go Google, whatever, and I came up with Merriam-Webster's site. And what they did was they described joy as a noun mm. giving us these two things. Merriam-Webster gives us an essential meaning of joy. It says one, a feeling of great happiness, mm. and two, uh, joy is a source or cause of great happiness. Mm. So in this series we will talk about the second essential meaning of joy, and that of course would be the source mm. or the cause. Of this great happiness, and the way that uh, I defined it this past
1: week was that joy is an emotion of calm delight and great happiness caused by something good. So there is a cause for our joy, and something that we'll probably end up repeating a few times over this conversation is that you know, and this comes straight out of what the what the shepherds were told by the angels. But you know, great joy is promised
0: to all. Yeah but not all experience great joy. Hmm. That's uh, pretty profound in itself. So what gives us joy? What is this source? Money gives you great joy. How about a new car clothes? I mean, if you look good, you probably <laughs> feel good. Uh, how about a nice vacation, Johnny? Would that make you feel good? Would, would that give you great it, joy? Baby. Yeah. Uh, definitely I, down in Florida. You know, it's, it's getting cold up here. And, and I know you enjoy great walks in the woods. Yep. One of the, you know, you love camping. Uh, you love going up to the uh, upper UP and spending time up there. That gives you joy. Yep. And I'm going to date this episode because. Michigan winning the Big Ten championship in football. Did that give you great joy? That gave me fantastic joy.
1: All right. It even gave me even greater joy.
0: Was the next day when the Lions won?
1: (laughs) My mom texted me. She was like, you know, I was like, I could care less about the Lions this year. That's a team that definitely takes away my joy. But uh, Michigan winning over Ohio State. Now, that gave me great joy. That was a cause
0: of great joy in my life. So these things are sources that brings. Joy? Sure, they do. But do they bring you lasting joy? <laughs> you know, and that's what we really want to talk about. I mean, your money's going to run out. Yeah. Uh, that new car is only new today. Lions may never win again. Lions may never win again. <laughs> I would say that, you know, having new clothes, you know, you look good, feel good, but it seems like every 20 years, those clothes come right back in. So, you know, the clothes things, you never know about that. <laughs> yeah. What I'm really getting at and what I really am trying to get at here is that if we're only going to look at what this world has to offer, we will be disappointed. And we will be disappointed often because that joy will come and go real quick. Mm. We will be thrown into chaos quite often if we're just going to look at what this world is going to bring our joy to. How it's going to elevate us.
1: Absolutely. I mean, if our, if our source of happiness, if our source of joy is coming from something that we can find in this world, and even I'm going to, uh, even reach with this, but that, you know, sometimes what we can do is, is place so much of an emphasis on the relationships around us, maybe even our own marriage relationships that we place so much of an emphasis on them giving us a sense of contentment and happiness and yeah i mean you we want our marriages to to be joy filled and uh to be happy and that you're getting something out of it um, but if you're putting that on that person that they are your sole source of contentment man that's that's not a great place to put it you still need to uh, you know i had a i had a mentor of mine tell me that my My number one affection needed to be for Christ Mm -hmm. and not my wife. And that, that's because that once I have him number one in my life, then I end up serving Michelle and loving her as Jesus would love me. And so it's just putting things into proper perspective. But yeah, if you're, if you're waiting for circumstances to line up to give you joy, you may never experience joy. And, and for some of us, maybe you've got, you've had pain all of your life. I've got a buddy of mine who, uh, had, he collapsed as a result of some kind of something happened, um, in his brain where he, uh, went into, it wasn't a seizure, but he, to this day from that very moment in time. And I was there with him. Many of us were there with him that he continues to experience very painful headaches. Wow. What's amazing is that you could be sitting with him across the table having coffee and you would not know that he is in excruciating pain. Mm-hmm. He does not allow that to take his joy. It could just because of what it does physically, it could take your strength, but it doesn't have to
0: take your joy. Yeah. And, and so what we're really getting at here is there there is really only one true source that will give us not offer us offer is something this world will offer you. But give us everlasting joy. Mm -hmm. And yes, folks, this is a religious podcast. Mm -hmm. And yes, folks, that source is God. That source is Jesus. That source is the Holy Spirit. That is the only thing that's going to give us great everlasting joy. Mm -hmm. If you're only going to look for what the world's going to offer you it's going to give you some joy, but it's not going to be everlasting. It's going to come, and it's going to go. It's going Mm -hmm. to come, and it's going to go. What gets us through the chaos is the joy that we can find and and rest in with God. Mm -hmm. And we always like to go back to the Old Testament because there's very little new in the New Testament because it always refers back Mm -hmm. to the Old Testament. And here I can tell you that in the Old Testament, there are literally hundreds of, of references to joy or rejoice. Hmm. And we can find most of them in the Psalms. I'm just going to go through a couple of them here. Let Israel be glad in his maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Psalm 149.2. Psalm 147 says, let Jacob rejoice. Let Israel be glad. So another, you know, it's a, a tribe of Israel, but it's another
1: name for Israel as well. Yeah, and Psalms are just simply their songbook. This was their okay. worship book. This was their hymnal, essentially.
0: And, and, you know, joy was not just for the chosen nation of Israel. God commanded all nations to rejoice in their maker. Uh, Psalm 67.4 says, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. Or how about Psalm 96.11? Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Hmm. This is not something just for this. He wants this world that we live in that we say, don't get caught up in because he wants this world to rejoice in him, Mm. you know? And so we can even go back through the prophet of Jeremiah. We can see that God, God even has joy in, in us, in, in what he sees in us and what he wants for us. Jeremiah 32, 41, it says, I will rejoice in doing them good. Mm and i will plant them in this land of faithfulness with all my heart and all my soul mm. that's god's feeling towards us god has joy in us
1: and i kind of think that psalm 97:12 is something that paul quoted in philippians chapter 4 where he says rejoice in the lord again i say rejoice yep and we find joy in the Lord. It's essentially what he's saying. And if you do a play on words on rejoice, you think of rejoice as rejoy, that you can find joy, that you can like renew or refresh, you rejoy
0: in the Lord. So as we go through this and we're gonna talk a little bit about chaos. Where does this chaos that comes that we're talking about? How joy overshadows chaos. Where does this chaos come from? You know, basically what is chaos doing? Hmm. Well, chaos is trying to take away this joy. Why do we need to be reminded so many times to take joy or to rejoice when we are in chaos? Uh, we go into uh, the first chapter of James, starting with the second verse. Hmm. It says in my New Living Translation Bible, it says this, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles, keyword there, when, when, yeah. when troubles come, yes, when troubles come your way, considered it. An opportunity for great joy. Troubles are coming, and it's an opportunity for great joy.
1: Mm -hmm. When I did a word study on that (laughs) word consider, it means to keep it in first priority. So it's almost like you are choosing joy first, no matter what is
0: going on around you. Mm. And to give a plug in for our podcast and our series, we just finished a series called On This Rock. On This Rock, where we talked about the foundation of which our faith was built on, And that foundation being Jesus. So with a solid foundation, all right, that foundation built on Jesus, we continue with verse three. And it says, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Hmm. I love this part. I really do. It says, so let it grow. Hmm. Let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete needing nothing. Now, I look at this and it's like, you know, the foundation is there. Jesus is where I'm going to get my joy from. Chaos is coming. The storms are around us and here we are. But if we allow our faith in Jesus and we allow this joy to grow, we talk about endurance all the time. We've talked about running races and we've talked about sports and I just love that This is like working out Your faith, working out the joy, you know, pumping it up, Mm. uh, getting it ready, because when the battle comes, you're ready for it. Uh, You practice all week for the game. You know, Mm. when I coached football, we practiced all week for the game on Friday. So we worked everything out Monday through Thursday for the game on Friday. That is the test. That is where we're going to build up our endurance Monday through Thursday for the test, For the battle. And that's what we were
1: doing when we were coaching uh, cross country. You know, these kids were training two hours a day, Monday through Friday for a, essentially a 16 to, you know, depending on how fast they ran 23 minute race. But you're doing all that training, at least 10 hours of work that you're putting in each week for a 16 minute race. Yeah. But it does. It builds up your endurance, what you're doing, what you're you know, and obviously athletes are are willingly choosing to place themselves under someone else's discipline in order to build up their endurance. They're tearing muscles down so that they can build be built back up again. They're, you know, working their respiratory systems, their cardiovascular systems, uh they're they're working it out, they're challenging themselves so that they they can endure, they can uh, you know, they won't be the ones who give up and quit in those races when maybe other teams or other athletes will. But that's what, that's what trials can do. That's why James is saying, consider it pure joy. We're like, mm, nah, that's not my first response, but that's yeah. what he's saying. Let that be your first response. Consider, consider joy to be your first response. Keep it in your place of priority when it comes to the circumstances around you. And then rely on God's strength and his Holy Spirit to, to give you that, uh, ability to never give up and quit endurance.
0: It's, it's kind of, as you were talking about all that working out and everything else, I'm thinking, you know what? That's just like a person coming to Jesus for the first time. Mm. You're kind of, you're going to get broken down. Yeah. There's things that there's, there's layers you need to to let go. Uh, you know, you're going to get into the word. You're going to start working out. You're going to start prepping. You're going to get into Bible studies. You're going to do all this stuff to prepare your heart. You're going to allow God to start living through you. And just so you can, you know, build up your endurance, so when the storms come, when that when that battle comes, you're ready for it. Hmm. You know, and so I was just kind of listening to that. I was like, man, that just <laughs> uh, sounds pretty familiar. Hmm. Just put that into perspective of what we're doing. So, but this time of the year, I mean, we're talking. I mean, here we are. We're around Christmas. You know, when we're doing this, and this type, this time of year can be very difficult. Yeah. for a lot of people. This may be your first Christmas without uh, without that special person. Or maybe you are going through a difficult time in a relationship. Maybe you have friends or family, or maybe you are dealing with drugs or alcohol. We still have wars going on. Uh, We still have politics that divide us so much. Just had a recent school shooting. There's so much stuff around us that brings us into chaos. Or maybe it's just into your personal life. And, And I know I can hear it out there. I can hear you screaming at us. So, Johnny... Sean, how can we have joy in the middle of this chaos? And Johnny, when you talk about grace, you you really say something that I really love, and it's God leaning in. Yeah there's a uh, there's a sense in that uh, meaning
1: of grace where it's you know a lot of times we define it as God's unmerited favor. It's you know it's unmerited that there's nothing that you can do uh, to to work. For God's grace. God gives it. This is a God gift. Uh, but there is also a sense in the definition of God leaning in towards us. And I love that because a lot of times we think that when we're giving into temptation and sin, that that God's turning his back on us. And he is just, he continues to chase after us. It, he has a longing for us. And it's, you know, it, it, it would be so much like a, a parent who wants their child to, to do well and to do right. And, you know, when a parent gives their kids rules, it's not just to keep them from something, but it's to keep them to something. It's not that they want something from them. It's what, it's what they want for them. And, you know, they, they want them to live their best life. And that's what God our Father wants as well. And so he leans in towards us. Uh, Even in our our, uh, darkest moments, our darkest sins, you know, he is leaning towards us and reaching out for us.
0: Even in our darkest pain, he's leaning into us. He wants us to have joy, even in our darkest, deepest, when we're hurt the most. He longs for us to have joy to where we can rejoice and rejoice in him, Mm -hmm. and rejoice with him. Um, It's very important to be surrounded and to have other Jesus followers around you to help you. Because there's times where, you know what, I just don't feel like joy. Mm -hmm. And being around others that will listen to support you, to be there for you, a lot like um, what Job's friends were, Mm -hmm. just sat there with him. I mean, Job didn't have a <laughs> yeah. lot of things to be joyful about. Yeah, they,
1: they did well when they just you know, sat there in silence to be with them, and then they offered their opinion, and, and
0: that was an issue. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things that takes away our joy, um, but there's one thing that always wants to keep giving us joy. God always wants to be there for us. I love that idea of him leaning into us. Uh, Johnny, you always uh, you talk about this two-word phrase that is the most spoken phrase most often quoted command in scripture yes and what is that fear not fear not why do we why do we always hear those words fear
1: not i think it's because we have so much to fear or we're always giving into fear could be you know anxiety about a test i mean it could be as simple as that or you know something that you're going through in school or it could be that you you're afraid of the next step You know, I've, I've got someone who's close to me who's transitioning into a new, uh, place at work and they're kind of anxious about Mm -hmm. that because they're not sure if they'll get along with the people, the new group, the new team that they'll be with. And they're a, a bit anxious and fearful about that. And, you know, just over and over again, we face different fears. And I think God keeps reminding us, Hey, don't be afraid. And a lot of times, much of that, much of the time in scripture. It's often tied to a promise that God says, I will never leave you
0: nor yeah. forsake you. I'm always, I'm with you. I am with you. So when we have our chaos, when we're in the middle of all this stuff uh, that's happening around us, he always tells us, and you know, and a lot of times in the Bible, when we see the words fear not, it's because somebody is just really in a dark place. There's just chaos all around them. And he just says, fear not. Mm-hmm. I am with you. I'm here for you. My joy is still in you. Yeah. We're still together. I'm not leaving you. Uh, you know, so, and that's, you know, kind of where we were at with um, Joseph was going through. Joseph sitting there, you know, uh, if we want to go into the birth of of Christ and what Joseph had to deal with, with a betrothed woman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is, that's pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. They're not married yet. Yeah. And, and an angel says to him, fear not, fear not. And behold, I give you great news. Our reading was, you know, kind of talking to the shepherds. Yeah. So
1: we'll—I was going to say—we'll—we'll we'll dive into this a little bit deeper in our second conversation. But it really speaks to the source of our joy. Uh, the you know the angels telling the shepherds, "Don't fear," and and he, they're telling them this because the the verse before it says that they were filled with great fear. That word "great" is mega. It's literally that's the Greek word "megas," <laughs> where we get our word for mega. Um, But, you know, they said that it says that they were filled with great fear, but they were promising great joy. And so, you know, uh, our second conversation will really dive into how we go about trading in our great fear for our great joy. And the promise is this. Don't be afraid. Behold. Look at this. He's actually wanting us to look at it. I bring you good news, which is that word evangelion, where we get our word evangelist to evangelism, but it just simply means great news. I've got some incredible news for you. You know, if anybody has ever told you that, you know, this is what it means. I've got some great news for you. And they're bringing great news that will cause great joy that will be for all people. And that's the promise. And that great news was, for unto you this day is born in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ, the Lord and we'll unpack the meaning of of each of those because there's a part of that that ought to be a cause of great joy for all of us. Mm-hmm. That ought to be our focus and no matter what's going on around us, we can continue to meditate deep within us about what God wants to bring us. He wants to bring us joy. He wants to be the source of our joy. And he wants to see in G- see, he wants us to see in Jesus the source of our joy that he has saved us. He has
0: he is leading us. He wants to be our lord. So let's just take a look at some other ideas here. Um, you talk about a joy meter, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's just like any other, um, like your gas tank and everything else that has a little gauge to it. Um, our joy will have that same type of meter yeah. to it. Some days it's on empty. Some days it's full. Um, I, I've heard people, if you don't, if you're not experiencing joy, um, and it's not a fake it till you make it. It's a change your circumstances, have a different outlook, um, you know, put a smile on your face. Sometimes joy is a simple little um, action mm-hmm. that you can do. And so, so we will struggle. We'll struggle sometimes um, with joy. Uh, you know, you talk about your friend that's in intense pain, you know, a constant headaches, you um, I think of the circumstances that, uh, you know, I know a lot of families, but in my personal family, dealing with, um, with Julie and her uh, MS yeah. diagnosis, um, you know, there is, we have found great joy at times um, because of our beliefs, because of our, our love for God, we're able to have great joy at times. There's times where that joy meter is empty on hers and I'm having to bring her up. Mm-hmm. There's even times dealing with with this disease that my joy meter is way down mm-hmm. and um, and she lifts me up. Sometimes both of our meters are down and it's hard to get through that day and um, you know and I think what I really want to warn people on is when your joy meter down is down, it just gives Satan that opportunity to create more chaos in your world, Mm. in your life. So just kind of be aware of why is your joy meter down, and is there something that we can do, something that we can change in our life to increase, to kind of, you know, like Superman needs the sun to re-energize himself. What is it that we need? We need the sun, Mm. the sun. S-O-N. Sometimes S-U-N. You know, but uh, yeah, it doesn't hurt. But I'm just, it's kind of amazing how our joy is to be in the Lord, rejoice in the Lord. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many times, but it's like that is our source. Taking that meter and bringing it up because when we're filled with joy, we have great happiness. Yeah. And when that joy is down, we allow chaos to really take over. Yeah. Normally, Johnny and I get together once a week and record these episodes. However, like we said at the beginning of this episode, Johnny and I are going to record this entire series of Joy in one sitting and break it down into four parts. And yes, this is where we will end part one of our new series called Joy. In part two, we will continue this series and talk about the shepherds in the field when the angel appeared and delivered the message that message of good news that will bring great joy and what the shepherds did. So thanks for listening to Hope Anchors. Paul wrote in Romans 15.4, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. And that is our purpose, to give you something to anchor your hope to. So don't give up, keep looking up and keep hope alive.